Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the amazing, fantastic, incredible book that inspires children all over the world to read the Bible and enjoy reading it. Hi, my name is Terence, and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review Action Piper, God's redemptive story by Sergio Cariello. 832 pages published by David C. Cook in September 2020. Available in hardcover for $18.79 and in Kindle for $9.99, both via Amazon. Or you can get it via Faithlife for $4.99 as part of their discounted books in their free book of the month program. Uh, offer limited to September only. Uh, by the way, the Faith Lives free book of the month is Knowing God the Father, 52 Devotions to Grow Your Family's Faith. Normally, I take the free book as an assignment and just review no matter what it is. But I've been reading so many devotionals lately that I just want to read and review something else. Uh, not to mention, I saw a comic book amongst the discounted books. I don't see comic books that often, and I'm a big comic book and manga fan. So I was happy to pay $4.99 for the Action Bible to enjoy and review. A comic book Bible has obvious appeal. It's visual, easy to read, and attractive to children, all of which your King James Version Bible is not. How often do you hear your children say, Mom, can I read another page of the KJV, please? If you are listening or reading this review in front of a bookshelf, wondering whether to get the Action Bible for your children, grandchildren, nephews and nieces, I won't waste any more of your time. Yes, get it. And get it for all of them. And while you're at it, you can get one for yourself too. Now, my strong endorsement here should not be understood as a universal endorsement of all picture book Bibles. There are picture books, supposedly for children, with the Bible in the title, but which are in fact subversive attempts to turn readers away from the Christian faith. And I'll give you one example at the end of the episode, after I review today's book. Let's get to the book. From the website, David C. Cook, the publisher, announces, I quote, The Action Bible family of products has more than 85 million units in print worldwide since it launched in 2010. The original The Action Bible has sold more than 2.3 million copies and has spent more than 515 weeks on the ECPA Top 50 bestseller list. It is available in 27 languages globally, with 10 to 15 additional language translations to be completed in 2020. End quote. This book has a family of products. They have a curriculum. You can go to the Action Bible website, sign up, and you have resources that you can download, big pictures, and, and so on. It's a mini industry. And all that started with a humble little comic book Bible that has gotten a second edition in 2020, which is the one that I'm reviewing today. As befitting a comic book, let's do an origin story. Now, this is my dramatized version. I'm taking some artistic liberties from the original source material. This is my comic book adaptation of what really happened. And here goes. It was a dark and stormy night. Sergio Cariello was hunched over, 
brush and ink in hand when the doors burst open. It was a summons from David C. Cook. They needed a wizard artist to rejuvenate the aging picture Bible. Sergio Carrello looks across the book at the desk at his Portuguese translation of that very picture Bible. That book was old, faded, and well thumbed. That picture Bible was like the spider in Spider-Man, the bat in Batman, the iron in Iron Man. The book turned the young Carrello into the Christian comic book artist that he was today. How could he deny the chance to make a comic book Bible for a new generation? And so Nick Fury, so, sorry, I mean David C. Cook recruited Sergio um, Carrello, the man who drew, among many others, he drew the X-Men, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, and, and I'm not joking, I mean he actually did draw all those characters in various comics. And now this guy, he will now draw Adam and Eve, David and Goliath, Peter, John and Paul not to mention the Lord Jesus Christ. Never before has he faced a challenge as great and as noble as this. And thus, from that occasion, we have the Action Bible. It has more than 230 stories from Genesis to Revelation in 800 plus pages. A very motivated reader can finish all of this book in a day, and once he is done, he can go back and read it over and over again, which is what? happened to me. My grandmother uh, gave me comic versions of Bible stories. Not the action Bible, not the picture Bible, just some another uh, version. At that time, my grandmother's faith was not as strong as it is now. All she knew was that the Bible was a good thing. So she would just buy all these uh, issues, single issues, and just pass them to me. And at that time, I had no faith at all. I knew nothing of the Bible except of what I read from storybooks and comics. So I would read these uh, comics over and over again. And even right now, if I close my eyes, I can see Elijah riding in, the, in, the, in this chariot of fiery horses towards heaven. Now, to me, these were just stories. I've read so many stories. They did not make me a believer. But they did present the claim that God was good, just, almighty, and that he loves all, including me. And these ideas of God came back to haunt me or bless me when those simple days of reading comic after comics passed, when life is no longer filled with comic book villains but with much troubles and despair, except that in the real, book, in the real world there is no Superman and things don't always have a happy ending like in the comic books. Parents can't protect you. You have to make your way in the world and leave childish things behind. Cartoons just are in the past. Unless those childish things have planted a grain of truth in your heart that can sustain you in the days ahead. And that's why people buy and give these books, these comic book Bibles, in the hope that a grain of truth the seeds of faith may be sown in young hearts for the days when they need them, waiting for the day of harvest. Because of this, it's important that what is planted is true, that it is biblical. As far as I can tell, the Action Bible is not based on any translation. Then, where does the text come from? It says here in the book that the copyright for the text belongs to David C. Cook the publisher, while well, the copyright for the illustrations belongs to Sergio Carriello. 
I don't know why the publishers didn't use a translation. There are children's translation or very simple English translations around, which could be included in the text. Maybe it's because they had to modify many verses to fit it into a comic book format with the pictures and they needed a snappier dialogue. So maybe they thought they, they don't need to use a translation. And Christians who know their Bible, for those of you who know your Bible, when you open this uh, Action Bible, you will quickly see artistic license or liberties taken with the original Bible passage. In the first page, it says, I quote, In the beginning... There was nothing except God. End quote. Except God is in bold. Kind of subtle. I kind of like it. There's no kapow sort of, uh, you know, big in your face sort of thing. But, uh, but even though it is correct, and that is true for all the comics, uh, the rest of the comics, that uh, they, it's correct. There's nothing wrong with it. But then it is also an interpretation. So, because that is not how Genesis 1 verse 1 goes. I'm not nitpicking nor am I a purist. I mean, when you turn the Bible into 800-page comic book, some things will not be in it, and what is in it will be modified to fit the comic book medium, as it should be. The question is, okay, the question is, as I review this book, is whether the omissions and changes produce a work that remains true to the original source, to the Word of God. Because sometimes they don't. In the 2nd and 3rd centuries, the Marcionites ditched the Old Testament. They saw it was incompatible with the New Testament. Um, later, uh, Thomas Jefferson, no less, edited his own version of the New Testament. He removed the supernatural and dogma to bring out what he thought were the true and good parts. Today in China, the Chinese Communist Party limits the distribution of Bibles, and according to the Voice of Martyrs, the CCP is writing a translation. The CCP is writing a Bible translation. Wow, I wonder what they will remove and modify. And just in case you think that you will never face the threat of a distorted translation, have you heard of the Passion Translation? That translation looks like it belongs on a shelf with other legitimate Bible translations. You will probably see it in your local bookshelf or maybe in your friends or Christians or even pastor's bookshelf. But bear in mind, one day it will just jump out and yell, Hail Hydra! It's an imposter. It's not a legitimate, it's not a good translation. Now, this is not the time, nor the place to explain why I say that there is something wrong with the Passion Translation. But if you have it, if you're reading it, I ask that you read up on the problems with that translation. Okay? So, I'll just put it there. Now, not all changes uh, to the Bible are potentially dangerous. For example, just now uh, when we read uh, this Action Bible, okay, so it says that in the beginning uh, there was nothing except God. I mean, it's not wrong, like I said. Um, so it's not that every change is a bad thing. You sometimes have to reduce it, and uh, that's what sermons and books and so on kind of do. They unpack the Bible and interpret. So now the thing, the one of the differences is with books and and uh, other materials is that. Um, uh, sometimes when we try to visualize it, okay, so comic books is different from books in the sense that comic books actually visualize, they do a picture. And the uh, potential problem, another potential problem is that you can actually draw the wrong picture. You can actually have the wrong picture in mind. For example, in the Action Bible, in the story of Abraham interceding to the Lord on Sodom's behalf, if you read Genesis 18 verse 22 to 33, in the Action Bible, we see Abraham speaking before an altar with burning, smoking sacrifices. And he's speaking to the Lord, asking on behalf of Sodom. 
But if you read the Bible, we see, we read that Abraham is speaking to God as one who has appeared as man. Okay? So they are a group of men who came to Abraham and then they are speaking to Abraham. So here in the Action Bible, we see that a theophany, okay, an appearance and manifestation of, of God, is hidden, is concealed in the illustration because just by choosing not to draw it, even though the text, the text is correct, but by choosing to visualize it in a, in a different way, we may not know uh, what has changed, you see. So, so right now, uh, at this point of this review, if you didn't know before, you know that there is a potential danger when people remove parts or change the Bible to produce a new piece of work, whether that is a new Bible, a new translation, a new comic book, or anything else. There is a potential danger to also when pictures wordlessly convey a meaning apart from the text. So... So this, with these two dangers in mind, should we be careful with the Action Bible? And I am glad to report that I could not find any signs or hint of a problem with the Action Bible. Whatever changes is still uh, within the scope of Christian understanding. And it doesn't actually change any, like I said, artistic license, um, uh, withstanding. It is okay um, to, to make changes to make it more interesting or to, to maybe not have questions put forward that you're not ready to answer there. Now, I do wish, I still wish that it would use a known translation. I mean, the, however, the comic does stick to telling the Bible stories. And when it does give an interpretation, like I said, whether in the text or using pictures, it is still safely within Christian understanding. There is no big doctrinal uh, issues with this book. Also, um, the reader should know that this, uh, this Action Bible is very intentional in letting people know that everything comes from the Bible. Uh, every story here has a title, and in the title, it clearly states where the story comes from. The story, A Rainbow Promise, is based on Genesis 8-10. to It says there, A babbling tower based on Genesis 11 verse 1 to 9. And the story, Eat Your Vegetables. Now guess where that is from? Eat Your Vegetables is based on Daniel chapter 1. So they always, without fail, refer to the Bible. So any child would know, uh, and parents can help point it out, that this is an this is an action Bible, it's a picture Bible, but it is based on the real Bible, which one day we will read together. So parents can tell that to their children. And it's uh, interesting as well, the amount of information that the, the, the publisher and the illustrator actually brings in. So for example, when we move to a new historical period, it introduces the relevant books. So for example, I quote, The books of 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles record the same period of history, the reign of David, Israel's greatest king. 2 Samuel is the original story as written down by the prophets, while 1 Chronicles fills in gaps from the perspective of the priest. End quote. Now that's quite informative, and oftentimes many Christians may not even know uh, the differences between 1 and 2 Samuel versus 1 and 2 Chronicles, and who wrote them. So that is, again, more informative than you would expect for a comic book targeting eight-year-olds. Eight I give you another surprise. The Action Bible could have skipped these things, uh, these, uh, these passages, and no one would notice. But again, they intentionally include the minor prophets and epistles into the comic book. Um, when Again, I want to emphasize they could choose not to and nobody would complain or, or not notice. 
There is one page titled Four Prophets. The page is divided into four parts, Hosea, uh, Amos, Joel, and Micah. Under Hosea, we see a man looking at us with a kindly smile. A woman stands in front of him, frowning, a bit unsure of herself. The text above the two uh, individual reads, I quote, Jose loves his wife Gomer very much, but one day she leaves him. The law says Jose can divorce his wife, but he chooses to stay married to her. He tells the people of Israel that they have treated God the same way. God loves his people, but they have run away to worship idols, end quote. Now, then you read um, the, what the speech bubble, okay? the man in the picture, Jose, is saying, I quote, Don't you see how much God loves you, even though you don't love him back? If God can love an unfaithful people, then I can love an unfaithful wife, end quote. So there's a lot of teachings. They bring out the, the maybe the main parts, the main theme of the, the minor prophets or the epistles, just to try to again uh, cover as much of the of the real Bible as they can uh, in this comic book Bible. For example, again, if you really think about it, it's so hard to bring out the epistles in a comic book. I mean, you go and try it. In one scene, we see Paul. Okay, the Apostle Paul giving, giving Epaphroditus a scroll. On the side, we see an open scroll with the headings, Paul's letter to the Philippians and to the Colossians and to the Ephesians. And under the Colossian uh, heading, we read, I quote, But Christ wasn't just a man. He was truly God, but in human form. Jesus is all we need. End quote. Now, when I read that, I again wondered whether quoting a verse from a translation would have been better than a rough summary. It's not wrong. Again, nothing is wrong in this part. If uh, I am making a bigger deal out of this than I should, it's only because I'm impressed by the scale and effort put in this comic book Bible. So I speak as a fan, not as a hater. I just enjoy this book so much. And, and you know, again, trying to cover so much, they, it covers the whole Bible so well that they even include a scripture index. <laughs> they include a scripture index at the back of the book. 13 pages at the end of the book listing Bible verses book by book and its corresponding page reference. And I went through it one by one, book by book. Okay, I went through Genesis, Exodus, and, and just going through uh, one by one. And the only book that was not covered in the Scripture Index is Song of Songs. All 65 other books were covered. And that is amazing, fantastic, incredible. The Action Bible does not only give, now this is again very impressive, does not only give a good coverage of the Bible, they even went beyond the Bible. And how does one go beyond the Bible? I was delighted to read the story titled Years of Waiting Between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The opening sentence to this story is, I quote, The land of Judah is still under the rule of the Persians when Alexander, the young king of Macedonia, sets out to conquer the world, riding his famous horse, Bucephalus. I hope I read that right. So he leads his army against the countries of the mighty Persian Empire. One after another, they fall, end quote. And here in this, again, short story in picture form, we read about Alexander the Great's approach to Jerusalem, the Maccabee revolt, and the rise of King Herod. The intertestamental period is not covered in other picture Bible books uh, for children. And I know that because I have a few of those books. So I was very uh, surprised to see this, and I thought that was a very nice addition.
And there are a couple of additions in other parts of the, of the comic and where they imagine moments that are not explicitly stated in the Bible. For example, for example, there is a scene here where Daniel sits together with his three friends and they have just uh, rejected, uh, they eat vegetables, yeah? So they rejected the food of the, of the royal table and they're just eating their vegetables. And then uh, one person asks, why are we studying the Babylonian history, their gods and astrology? We don't believe in any of it. And Daniel answers, Daniel answers, for better or for worse, this is the culture we live in. It's good to understand their ways, just not to follow them. End quote. So that is a commentary. It is, is it in the Bible? No. Is it helpful? Yes, yes, it can be. So there we have it. Um, the Action Bible uh, picks up many of the familiar Bible story. It covers every book except for Song of Songs and occasionally, uh, not so often that we rise eyebrows, it adds elements like the intertestament period, the death of Paul, and some applications like uh, the culture thing that I just, um, um, just uh, described in Daniel. But enough about the text. In comics, there are two parts, the words and the art. Let's now move to the art. You get what you would expect from an artist who has worked for DC and Marvel. Good quality stuff. But I know art is subjective. Some would love it more than others. Now, for me, all I ask is that the art properly and clearly convey the story in the Bible. And it does. The storyboarding is clear. He draws the facial expressions and gestures. Um, and they set the tone, okay? So he doesn't exaggerate them so much. because uh, it can be done so exaggerated that you become distracted by the faces and the gestures rather than um, following the story. So people look sad and happy when they are supposed to be sad and happy. And um, I'm not too picky about my art form. As long as I can understand what's going on, I'm very happy. The thing that probably would test the artist is the parts of the Bible which are notoriously difficult to imagine, much less draw. The prophecies of Daniel, the vision of Ezekiel, the apocalyptic writings in Revelation, for example. Um, when I reached those pages, truthfully, truthfully, I was a little bit underwhelmed by Cariello's uh, portrayal of these scenes. But after some reflection, I realized that I'm looking at something that is that was that is meant to be larger than life. When you read the original passages, uh, I mean, you're supposed to shake and tremble with fear and confusion. So I should not fault the artist if uh, if I don't, because uh, it is like I said, larger than life. Uh, but you can have a look, and I do think that it is actually quite true to the text. So that is saying something. In terms of illustrations, uh, I I enjoyed very much the Samson's story. Okay, how he drew the, the story of Samson. Lots of uh, opportunities for the superhero uh, 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 sort of illustrations. His battle with the Philistines armed with a donkey's jawbone and the enemies are flying off the page is just like a page from the Incredible Hulk. Another one that I like was, uh, interestingly enough, again, uh, it, it's just blind Bartimaeus. Uh, he hears Jesus calling and Bartimaeus uh, leaps from the ground and runs like the flash, uh, helter-skelter to Jesus. So I thought that picture again was very uh, nicely drawn to show the energy and the desperation that, that the blind man had uh, hearing Jesus calling him. 
And I'll give you one more of my favorite uh, scenes, and that is in the Valley of Dry Bones in Ezekiel. We see in an ancient battlefield of dry bones, and God tells Ezekiel, prophesy to them, Ezekiel. Tell them that I will knit them back together again. Then we read a box above Ezekiel that says, feeling a bit silly, uh, Ezekiel obeys. Then Ezekiel speaks, bones, hear the word of the Lord. He will bring you back to life. Then we see the bones moving, the tendons and flesh appear, and skin covers the body. Now, this scene made me ponder more than I expected, probably because I never visualized it happening in my head in slow motion. So now that I see it, I am amazed by it. And amazed because I know what that passage means for Christians today. And come to think of it, there were actually more than a few occasions where after reading the passage, I mean, in this comic book, and then I just put the book down and I just reflect on the story that I just read. Um, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so sometimes the, the way it is conveyed made me just pause to think. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And uh, it's nice that it's actually falling so closely to the Bible that, again, we are reflecting on truth, reflecting on what the Bible actually says. Now, if the Action Bible is a superhero, I would like to tell you of the nemesis, the imposter, um, the bizarro to Superman, the man-bat to Batman, the venom to Spider-Man. No, a better example would be, would be that time when Dr. Octopus took over Peter Parker's body and became Spider-Man. Yes, it actually happened, and you can read that in the Superior Spider-Man comics. But anyways, that's, let's not talk about comic books. Let's go back to the imposter, to the action Bible. Um, just to lead into it, uh, what toy, can you think of what toy evokes a childhood fun and innocence? Okay, what, what toy you play with that, that really gives you joy, and you, that is, it's just innocence uh, when, you, when you play it? And can you think of any toy that represents that better than Lego? Lego, L-E-G-O. Now, what if you see on your local book, bookshop, uh, bookstore, there's a shelf and there is a two-volume hardcover um, with the title Lego Bible. And you look at the cover and it uses Lego figurines to tell the Bible stories. Now, that has obvious appeal, right? And better or maybe the same level as the action Bible, right? And, and you should buy it, right? No, no and no. The Lego Bible, that book, is not what you think it is. It, and it's tragic actually. It does not build up the Christian faith and in fact, it is the reverse. It attempts to show how ridiculous and violent the Bible is. For example, you have, uh, I saw one picture. I had the book. I actually thought that it was a good book. I bought it for my children until I read it and Thankfully, I read it before my children read it. So there's one picture of Lego figurines beheading other Lego figurines and you have blood spraying out of their decapitated necks. Supposedly, the author wants to tell the Bible as it is, but he is not. Um, there's a lot of scenes over here which is just, just gory. It is just gratification of violence. And 
If you just pause, if you're in front of that bookshelf and you're wondering whether to get the Action Bible or the Lego Bible, you just pause and then if you don't believe me, you can just read the reviews in Amazon. You will be horrified. Those who love it are not Christians and those who hate it are very much believers who are horrified by what they see in this book. Now, in pointing out the Lego Bible's uh, nature, the deceitful nature, I just want to remind us that we should not take for granted the illustrators like Sergio uh, Cariello, the storytellers, the publishers, and there are so many good publishers, good, again, so many pub, uh, illustrators, uh, storytellers, who give us books, picture books, to read to our children that build their faith. We should be thankful, all right? We should not take them for granted. And we should, uh, again, ask God to give us more for each generation to have uh, picture Bibles, uh, action Bibles, and, uh, and so on, to, to help our children see Christ, okay? to see God, to see the stories come to life. At the same time, I'm also saying that we must be vigilant. We should not be too... Uh, we should not be so complacent with our faith such that we just buy things and just think that um, it looks good, therefore it is good. Lego is innocent, therefore the book must be innocent. Uh, Lego is not always a go. Uh, villains do not always look like monsters. Um, as, they, as the Bible says, that uh, Satan uh, masquerades as an angel of light. So that is sadly true for children's books as well. Now, a couple of things uh, before I close the episode. I'm reading the Logos version of the Action Bible, okay? Or the Faith Life version. The Faith Life version of the Action Bible, which you can open using the Logos uh, uh, reader. And uh, the reason why I got this is because it was on a discount. It's, uh, again, like I said, $4.99, available in September only uh, through Faith Life. And uh, I also said this in the beginning, and I'll say it again. If you are standing in front of a bookshelf wondering whether to get this for children, just get it. A paperback or hardcover comic is much better than an electronic version. Trust me, I've spent many years huddled with comics, reading and rereading it. And I love it when I see my children reading the comics or the books uh, around the living room, although it can be occasionally frustrating when we try to call them to dinner, where they will say, wait, mom, wait, dad, I just want to finish this page, this chapter. So, but it's good. Uh, don't get the electronic version. Uh, because one, I just mentioned, you don't really want them to have more screen time. I'm really, uh, I prefer them to read uh, books, you know, hardcover books, physical books. And again, another reason is that I don't know how it works in the Kindle version or the PDF versions, but I can tell you that the double page spreads don't work well in Logos. Now, when you have a physical comic, you flip the page and you are supposed to be treated to a panoramic scale. Whoa, this is amazing. And there's just the scale, you see? So it's a two page. Of a, of a scene, the picture goes two pages wide. Now, you're not supposed, um, as we experience when you're reading an electronic one, you're not supposed to scroll down and later on figure out that, oh wait, this picture is cut in half. Oh, this is the left page. Because when I scroll down, I get the right page. So all I got to do is to merge the left page and the right page in my mind. That doesn't give the same effect, and I think this is because the comic book medium, again, is meant to be read in a physical book, all right? I have said that comic book Bibles have obvious appeal to their target readers, so children, preteens, but I also want to point out that it's also appealing to adults, especially those who are new to the faith. We live in a society where we cannot assume people know who is Adam, Moses, or David. They don't know the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So... One way to help the new believer uh, catch up to speed 
uh, is to give them a comic book and they will catch up as fast as Quicksilver. Just uh, get the main redemptive story right. I, I, I truly believe this. If you can get the main redemptive story right, then for the new believer, the sermons and the Bible studies will make sense because they can hook it into the main uh, story. In conclusion, in conclusion, uh, this uh, the Bible, the Bible, the the Bible that we hold so dear is a treasure, more precious than gold, more precious than the first action comic. The action Bible, the action Bible is not the full Bible, but it is as good as it gets. It introduces children and adults to our treasure. The sixty-six books minus one, <laughs> Song of Songs, is a bit uh, unfortunate that they missed out on Song of Songs. Even just a small mention would have been so nice because then we can say that every book is covered in this action Bible, rather than every book except for Song of Songs. So um, it's a great book. There is a lot of effort. Uh, it is very engaging. It's uh, things come to life. Uh, we have a fantastic artist over here. And, and with this book, you can really just uh, pass it on to children or adults and we can pray that this book will mark the beginning uh, for these uh, newcomers, for these young hearts in their Christian journey that they will read and reread and be amazed and continue to be amazed by the story of God's redemptive story. This is a Reading and Reader's Review of the Action Bible by Sergio Cariello. 832 pages published by David C. Cook in September 2020. Available in hardcover for $18.79 and, and in Kindle it is $9.99, both in Amazon. It's also available in September from Faithline for the low, low price of $4.99. And if you want to feel like a superhero for a moment, to feel like a superhero with a superpower, all you got to do is just hit the subscribe button to this podcast. You don't know how much power you will on the future of this podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to this book review as much as I enjoyed making it and reading it. Uh, tell all your friends about Reading and Readers, the podcast where I review Christian books for you. Thank you for listening.